0: Welcome to Angus Beef Bulletin Audio, a hands-free ABB extension. I'm glad you're here. I'm Casey Brown, Associate Editor of the Angus Beef Bulletin. These are the three new management articles in the September 20th edition of the Angus Beef Bulletin Extra. You can find these articles online at angusbeefbulletin.com slash extra. Also, if you have questions or comments, please let us know at abbeditorial at angus.org. Let's get started. First article is Flexible Leases. Rental rates that flex with the cattle market offer benefits to both producer and landlord. Story and photo by Heather Smith-Thomas. Many stockmen lease summer pasture, and the cost is usually based on a per-pair-per-month basis. If prices are high enough to cover this part of the annual expense of keeping a cow, this usually pencils out for the producer to have a profit when the calves are sold. If yearling prices are high enough, the same applies for a stocker operation. Market fluctuations have become more of an issue in recent years, however, because cash rental rates paid by cow-calf and stocker producers have trended upward during the last 15 years. The University of Nebraska-Lincoln Department of Agricultural Economics has been tracking rental rates since 1981 on a price per pair per month as part of an annual survey. One difficulty with pasture rental rates is that they are relatively fixed within a given year. This benefits the landlord by providing a steady stream of income, but it can be detrimental to the cattle producer whose income varies with cattle market cycles and weather conditions. Creating flexible grazing leases is one alternative that's becoming more popular among producers and landlords. Cow-calf-payer-per-month rental rates are allowed to flex within a predetermined range, conditional on one or more market factors. These may include animal performance, market conditions, and or productivity of the grazing land, which might include weather considerations. Elliot Dennis, assistant professor of livestock marketing with the Department of Agricultural Economics at University of Nebraska, says some factors are insurable to mitigate some of the risks for the producer. We're essentially paying someone to take on that risk for us. So it's not that the risk has disappeared. Someone else has assumed the risk, he says. A classic example of passing a risk to someone else would be if you have a mortgage on a home. You would buy home insurance. The bank transfers the potential of losing the asset, passing that risk to the insurance company, and the company guarantees that if your home gets destroyed, the payout would go to the bank, he said. When talking about livestock products, it generally includes futures and options. More specifically, this means the USDA's Livestock Risk Protection, LRP, which essentially sets a floor price explains Dennis. If people are flexing on the feeder cattle index, a 7% decline in that index means the producer pays 7% less in grazing lease fees. Some of that 7% is made up by receiving indemnity payments. In the down years, we pay less because we have less money coming in with the low markets. We don't want periods where we have high costs and low income, Dennis says. That's the nice thing about flexing it on our revenue rather than on our costs. When we have periods of low revenue, our cost for pasture rent goes down. A benefit of linking rental rates to market conditions is that most of these market risks are insurable. The grazing season may be unpredictable, but there are opportunities to lock in profits for producers who are watching the markets and have a good idea about what their cost of gain is. Looking long term, some producers may benefit from establishing flexible grazing leases tied to market conditions that are insurable with a market-based product such as uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange Futures Options, USDA LRP, or other pasture and rainfall insurances offered from USDA. The tenant could use the USDA Risk Management Agency's subsidized LRP product on the day that cattle were placed on grass to ensure against a drop in price. One of the big benefits for the person renting pasture is that he or she can defer some of these higher costs into a later day when they have more income. The benefit for the landlord is that it helps ensure having a long-time renter who's not going to go out of business, Dennis says. There's always some turnover, but one thing about renting pasture is that it tends to be location-specific. There are usually a limited number of people who could potentially rent that land, If you have a good renter, you'd probably prefer to stick with that person, even if some years you get less income. The two parties get to decide what those limits would be, with a floor and a ceiling. The pasture rental rate can't go above or below those specific amounts. This is helpful for both parties, cost control for the livestock producer and income protection for the landlord, who can't have years where there might be zero income, notes Dennis. Communication beforehand is important. The rental agreement always starts with a conversation. There are benefits for both the landlord and the person renting the pasture, but they need to start that conversation to see the possibilities and what they want to agree upon that would be satisfactory to both parties, he says. If you're concerned about the actual number of days you can graze, this would be another variable. In some situations, including drought, a person may not be able to graze cattle on the on the piece as long as hoped. In a flexible lease, a seasonal rate could be converted to a daily rate, so that cattle producer only pays for the actual number of grazing days. Editor's note, Heather Smith-Thomas is a freelance writer and cattlewoman from Salmon, Idaho. First of its kind stockmanship challenge, a new way of thinking leads to a new type of competition by Heather Smith-Thomas. Occasionally, someone comes along with ideas or observations that change the way people do things. Sometimes they change the face of an industry. Bud Williams was one of those people. His unique cattle handling methods are now being adopted by a growing number of folks in the cattle industry. As a way to showcase these methods and to teach them, Malcolm and Jenny McLean presented the first ever Ultimate Stockmanship Challenge July 9th and 10th at the Pincher Creek Rodeo Grounds in Alberta, Canada. The contest was hosted in conjunction with a low-stress stockmanship school taught by Don Nato and Whit Hubbard the day before. They, along with Paul Kernelugan, were the judges for the challenge. The stockmanship school was an introduction to the livestock handling methods developed by Bud Williams. Topics covered in the morning class included benefits of low-stress methods as compared with conventional cattle handling. Then they covered the basics of low-stress handling, the importance of mindset and attitude, how to read an animal, how to repair and handle cattle, principles and techniques. The afternoon class focused on practical applications, which included driving cattle, corral work and facilities, crowd pens, shoot work, scale loading, and loading cattle for transport. The goal of the clinic and the two-day competition afterward was to give participants enough understanding and experience to be able to go home and successfully apply the techniques on their own ranches or cattle handling jobs. The contest included on-foot competition and horseback, taking cattle through a specific course. Getting started, Colonel again recalls, I am part of a small company, Cattle Squared Services, in Saskatchewan that before COVID hosted clinics for different things, and stockmanship was always one of the topics. We'd try to bring people in to do clinics, like the Williams family, or one of their senior students, like Don Nato and Whit Hubbard. Malcolm had the original idea for the competition. He contacted Colonel Luggin about it, and eventually Nato and Hibbard were brought in. The goal, the group wanted to include educational aspects. A second goal was to keep it pure, not letting it become a rodeo. We felt it would never be a spectator sport because it's such a peaceful way to handle cattle. Most people wouldn't know what they're looking at or be very impressed, says Colonel Luggin. After the first day, he says, many contestants were a little nervous and maybe too cautious. They had a tougher time completing tasks. There was a review and debriefing with the contestants and judges to let the contestants know that low-stress stockmanship doesn't have to be slow. There's a difference between unnecessary stress and proper pressure to have them move, Colonel Ligan notes. On the second day, a lifeline option was added. If someone was stuck, they could ask for help from the judges and get opinions on how to get out of a situation. Behind the scenes, the cattle owner was prepping the different pens. According to Colonel Luggin, the owner noticed a complete change in the behavior of the cattle. It was a positive experience for the people and the cattle. If the cattle industry could learn just 10% of what Bud taught, it would totally change the industry, he says. Humans have a tendency to naturally do the wrong thing when handling cattle. We are still very much a predator and operate on predatory instincts, says Colonel Ligon. People think they can hide their emotions from animals, but Eunice Williams once said, The only reason these animals are still here today, surviving for hundreds of centuries... Is because they're so good at reading predators. We can't bluff them. They had to survive in a world that was trying to eat them. Once you realize how sensitive they are to what we do, it changes the way you think about it. Bud's ideas were so logical. Why couldn't we have thought of these things on our own? He was one of those once-in-a-lifetime guys who saw things differently, says Colonel Luggin. Cattle become easier to handle because they learn to respect and trust you. You have to be a little assertive, like a dominant herd member, but consistency is important. Cattle crave consistency. That's what they trust. And once you figure out how to do that, it's easier. If you are inconsistent, they keep wondering what you're going to do next and are wary, he concludes. Editor's Note, Heather Smith-Thomas is a cattlewoman and a freelance writer from Salmon, Idaho. Gizmos and Gadgets, products for use on farms, ranches, and feedlots. Compiled by Shauna Hermel, editor. This month's new products features include an antimicrobial for the treatment of bovine respiratory disease, renewed availability of a herbicide, a new lineup of hay equipment, new technology to reimagine how small square balers operate, and a new series of manure spreader. New antimicrobial for BRD. Verbac launches Tenatril, an Enrofloxacin injectable solution for use in cattle and swine. Approved by FDA March 28 and available in July, the cattle product is available for use by or on the order of a licensed veterinarian in 100, 250, and 500 milliliter vials. Enrofloxacin is a broad spectrum fluoroquinolone antimicrobial agent listed as a single dose treatment of BRD associated with Mannheimia hemolytical, Pastorella multocida, Histophilus somni, and Mycoplasma bovis in beef and noc- non lactating dairy cattle. It's also listed for the control of BRD in beef and non lactating dairy cattle at high risk of developing BRD associated with the same pathogens. It's also indicated for multiple day treatment of BRD. Containing 100 milligrams enrofloxacin per milliliter, tenotril is listed for subcutaneous use. It's not for use in female dairy cattle 20 months of age or older or in calves to be processed for veal. Herbicide back on the market. Supply channels are flowing again and spike. 20p herbicide is on hand at local ag chemical retailers. Ranchers and land managers have long relied on pelleted spike 20p to help increase forage production, rejuvenate streams, protect against soil erosion, or improve wildlife habitat. The herbicide is stable in sunlight and harsh temperatures, but is activated by minimal moisture. It will literally wait for rain in season, but it typically goes out during the dormant season ahead of winter rains or snowfall. Spike 20p can be applied by hand, ground, or air with the following benefits. It controls a long list of brush, including virtually any oak species. It helps manage big sagebrush. Research shows up to 15 years. It provides a targeted take some, leave some approach to big sagebrush and releases grasses, forbs and other desirable species. Leaving some brush provides wildlife cover and improves moisture retention now and into winter. Native cool season grasses can easily double or triple. It helps you, its use helps restore biodiversity. It can help fence rows clear. For more information, visit www.rangeandpasture.com. Hay Equipment Lineup. A successful hay season starts with industry-leading equipment. Case IH RB5 Series Round Balers, DC3 Series Disc Mower Conditioners, and Small Square Baler Family have long-delivered reliability and efficiency. New models and upgrades have been added to each lineup. Additions include a new Pro Series round baler, an upgraded Standard Series round baler with wrapping system and pickup width enhancements, all new center pivot disc mower conditioners in additional sizes, and technology upgrades to existing small square baler models. Whether it's wet silage, dry hay, or stocks that need baling, the Case IH Round Baler family, which includes standard, premium, and pro models, has been improved to give growers the efficiency and reliability they need in one machine. RB6 HD Pro Round Balers are designed and engineered to handle higher annual bale counts, with a host of features that improve performance during long days in the field. Specifically built to tackle wet and heavy silage, RB6HD Pro Balers grant users superior speed while offering fewer moving parts and chains, making for lower overall maintenance and greater productivity. DC 5 Series Disc Mower Conditioners. Along with DC 3 Series Disc Mower Conditioners, which provide industry-leading cut and crimp for optimal windrow formation and superior nutrient retention, Case IH now offers new size options for Center Pivot DC 5 Series Disc Mower Conditioners, giving greater performance in a smaller package. Additional agronomic innovations provide superior crop flow and faster dry down, while no-tool adjustments and new sizes get operators to and from the field faster. New models include DC-105 Disc Mower Conditioner, a new new configuration offers truly modular cutter bar with no-tool adjustments. A smaller center pivot creates greater efficiency and productivity in a smaller package size, with easier road, bridge, and small field navigation. Includes 10 feet, 1 inch cut width. Offers rubber or flail conditioning system. DC 125 disc mower conditioner. A longer swath gate with adjustments to fins and wedges. Offers cutting and windrow enhancements over previous designs. A smaller center pivot creates simple navigation and higher productivity in tight spaces. Includes an 11 foot, 7 inch cut width. Offers rubber, steel rolls or flail conditioning. DC-135 disc mower conditioner. Replacing the DC-133 disc mower conditioner, the DC-135 provides industry-leading cut and crimp for superior hay quality and optimal windrow formation. A center pivot configuration offers simple navigation, while a 13-foot, one-inch cutter bar width and eight discs make for enhanced productivity. Offers rubber, steel rolls, or flail conditioning. DC-165 Disc Mower Conditioner. Replacing DC-163 Disc Mower Conditioner, the DC-165 offers an even larger cutter bar, 16 feet, five inches, and 10 discs for heavy-duty performance. Similar to other models, a center pivot configuration creates simple navigation offers rubber or steel roll conditioning small square balers with new smart features designed to improve bale length consistency and track data such as bale count bale length and more the original lineup of SB series small square balers has been improved to help operators bale more efficiently than ever before upgrades include a new Small square electronic bale length control system option, which provides greater consistency in bale length and makes transportation of uniform bales a cinch. Additionally, options to set up bale count, average flakes per bale, average length of bale, bales per hour, and other farm and field data offer greater performance tracking while maximizing uptime, all in the palm of your hand. New round baler, disc mower conditioner, and small square balers are available to order. For information, contact your local Case dealer or visit caseih.com hayliner series returns new holland agriculture is returning the hayliner name to all its small square balers in north america with three models to choose from each baler is designed to suit customer needs from small farms to commercial operations the new models include the hayliner 265 hayliner 275 and hayliner 275 plus With the return, the brand's legendary small square balers will offer the company's first precision solution for two models. The electronic bale length control allows operators to set and calibrate for an accuracy of plus or minus two inches, leading to tighter stacks, reliable bale bundling, and consistent hand-stacked mows. By measuring the total bale length in each individual flake, the electronic bale length control system predicts the next flake's thickness, then trims the knotter with greater accuracy than the mechanical solution. With this system, a new display is not required. Instead, the user interfaces through the electronic bail length control app on an operator's smartphone or tablet. Connectivity is via smartphone or tablet's Wi-Fi for a reliable connection and security with no data plan needed for operation. Another benefit of the app-based system is the ability to provide real-time bail length and flake data, enabling operators to adjust ground speed to conditions to optimize the baler's capacity. In the the app, job data like average flake count per bale, average flake size, total bales produced, total hours operated, and the average bales produced per hour can be viewed and saved. Additional fields for average moisture, crop type, field name, and notes may also be manually inputted and saved to a job, generating a report that can be emailed directly from the app. Whether customers are making bales as part of a hobby operation, or they're a commercial haymaker baling a few thousand bales per day, there's a hayliner model that's the right fit. All three models have a 14 by 18 inch bale case and standard equipment tailored to different operational needs the Hayliner 265 is suitable for traditional baling operations. It comes equipped with a 65-inch five-tine bar super sweet pickup, the proven rotary feeding system, and fast 93-stroke-per-minute plunger to increase baling productivity. Operators can choose between the standard duty twine knotter or the reliable wire twisting system, as well as the triple-purpose chute, quarter-turn chute, or Model 72 bale thrower. For larger baling operations, the Hayliner 275 offers a 75-inch wide 6-bar super sweet pickup guided by a 15 by 6.06 pneumatic gauge wheel to quickly gather bulky windrows. While the same options and wire twisting system found on the Hayliner 265 are optional on this baler, the Twine Knotter is upgraded to a heavy-duty design with a split frame for easy servicing and reliability. For superior bale shape and density, two-way hydrofermatic bale tension is standard. The Hayliner 275 Plus is built for professional-grade performance and suited for commercial operations. This baler offers superior bale density and shape that's ideal ahead of bale wagons and collection systems. Along with the same features found on the Hayliner 275, the Hayliner 275 Plus is equipped with industry-exclusive hydroformatic four-way bale tension, cast iron hay wedges, hardened plunger rails, and a bale case that's 12 inches longer and 19% heavier for unsurpassed reliability. A large 11L by 14 right tire and 14L by 16.1 left tire are also installed for smooth ride quality and to help reduce soil compaction. The twine box is 35% larger than the Hayliner 275 to accept larger, higher strength twine balls. For more information, visit agriculture.newholland.com. Manure spreader. Searching for better built manure spreaders for those heaps of gold? Capture the benefits of applying livestock manure on your fields with Arts Way X-Series manure spreaders. The X-Series offers time-tested designs with serious upgrades. That means an upgraded floor chain with a limited lifetime warranty, a guillotine slop gate, and flared sides operators who do the tough jobs want to make sure they're done right the first time. Recent improvements to Art's Way X series manure spreaders help them do just that. Top features include ISOBUS compatible rate control system gives operators real-time control to adjust application rates and gate height on the go. The exclusive system by Raven Industries Inc. makes it easy to produce readouts, which, is a, which are designed to fulfill the increasing need for application documentation. Choice of box sizes ranges from 700 to 900 cubic feet heaped capacity to meet the needs of a of a variety of operations. The X700 and X900 have tandem axles, dual drive gearboxes, and flared sides. Unique vertible, vertical beater placement sends out a consistent spread behind the machine, reducing the chance of clumps or dead spots when hauling load. The vertical beaters are removable, making it possible to haul forage, silage, snow, compost, and hay by simply removing eight bolts and disengaging the drive line flared sides, provide a base for the bucket and a lower loading height. They also deliver extra capacity and prevent spillage compared to competitive spreaders with straight sides. Dependable protection. Peace of mind comes with the X-Series with its limited lifetime apron chain warranty. This plan will repair or replace any defective link or section at no cost for the original purchaser. For more information, visit bit.ly slash 3LDUQGK. You can find that URL on the article online. If Editors note, if you have a new product or service to share with commercial cattlemen, submit details to abbeditorial at angus.org.